Welcome to A Blind Point of View, a roundtable conversation where we deep dive into topics that affect the blind and visually impaired. My name is Tim Schwartz, and joining me around the table this week for our blind point of view is, first of all, my trusty, lovely, fantastic co-host from GirlGoneBlind.com, Maria Johnson. Maria, welcome back. Hi, Tim. It's great to be here, and I'm really thrilled to be back at the table again. I'm glad to have you here. And, and, and as you notice, I, I'm always trying to butter you up. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> always trying to, I guess, just keep the guests and co-hosts happy. And yeah, you're doing you're happy, a great job. You're doing I, I, a great job. I'll take I, it. I'll take I, it. I, I do what I can. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention before I introduce our guests joining us this week, uh, some people who heard our last roundtable podcast know that Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com had joined us and we were planning on that kind of being the, uh, the way we would do things where we would have the three of us either talking amongst ourselves or having a guest or two on to talk about a topic with us. And Unfortunately for us, but fortunately for Derek, he has had an amazing opportunity come up where he has been able to get a position somewhere and, uh, and, and do something that he's passionate about, something that he loves. If you go to lifeaftersightloss.com, I believe he has put up some videos on YouTube and some blogs about this. So you can go check that out and, and see what he's up to. But you know, I'm really happy for Derek and what he's doing right now. And hopefully he'll be able to find time to come back and join us sometime in the future. He still is passionate about podcasting podcasting and YouTubing and, and all that kind of thing. He loves it, but this other opportunity for him is so amazing. So best wishes to Derek and everything that he's doing right now. We're going to miss him, Maria, but uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll make do. Yeah. We'll do our best. Yeah, that leaves an empty seat at the table. But, you know, we have a couple of empty seats and we always thought about filling them. So I think that that's changing this episode, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're going to end up having the format be basically you and I co-hosting. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that's fantastic. So yeah, that does open up a couple of seats for us. So for anybody who didn't listen to the last episode, we had a conversation around coping with sight loss. So for anybody who's lost vision later on in life, or even if you were a child or, or older, you know, like I was early uh, in my teenage years and into my 20s, uh, Maria, you were you know, losing your vision much later on in life. We talked about coping with that and how that worked and felt for us and what we did and the support that we looked for and the, honestly, the depressions that we went through and the things that we were, were losing and, and had that discussion. But we were very aware that there was a whole other side of this coin because not everybody loses vision during their life or later on. There are, of course, people who have no vision at birth. And so we wanted to make sure to have that conversation because I'm sure there are so many things that are the same, but at the same time, I've got to believe there are so many things that are different. So joining us this week then to have that discussion, Maria, are two of the Knights of the Roundtable from the Mac Accessibility Roundtable podcast. We have Holly Anderson. Hello, Holly. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And we have Darcy Bernard. Hello, Darcy. Hello, good to be here. Thanks for having me. So guys, both of you, of course, as I said, were blind at birth. So if we could just take a few moments and, and tell us a little bit about that. What is your, uh, you know, what is your blindness? What is it related to? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that backstory. All right. Well, I'll go first, I guess. So it's, that's the classic thing in podcasting, right? Where like, yes, I should have said, wait. let's start with you, Darcy. Yes. <laughs> in, inevitably what happens is two people wait, everyone needs to talk yep. and then everyone talks simultaneously. Like that's exactly, exactly. It's, it's, as you guys know full well. Yeah. That the happens, podcaster's so. dilemma. It's um, so yeah, as I meant to say, Darcy, let me yes. hear from you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, my, uh, 
blindness is an eye condition called Leber's congenital amaurosis, which I don't really know a lot of the details of it other than it, at least it could, there, I think there are different variants of it, but in my case, the um, retina uh, didn't develop properly in my eyes. And it is a, it's a combination of my parents' genes. And strangely enough, there's actually no one else in my family uh, that is blind. And they, when they first diagnosed my eye condition, they thought that was kind of remarkable because often people who have this particular condition, there are um, like siblings would also have it, but I'm the only one of three. I mean, I'm, I'm have two siblings and I'm the only one who's, who's blind. So I have no, um, no sight at all, not even light perception. I never have, as far as I know, some people who have the, the condition I have, have some degrees of that, but I don't have any, any, uh, like, sensory input from my eyes at all god that sounded really geeky didn't it um <laughs> but uh, it makes sense though yeah but yeah. uh yeah that's 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 where i am and holly how about you um i had retinopathy of prematurity which is um a condition of being premature and something happens i'm not exactly sure with the retinas and they don't attach properly and it um from what i understand it has more to do with too much oxygen at birth because I was on an incubator for a while. And, um, and I think that is what it is from too much oxygen. So I have a little bit of light perception. I can kind of tell like when the sun's out, that kind of thing. Um, I used to be, I think I, when I was younger, I think I had more than I do now. I'm not even sure if I could tell you like it when it dropped off, but I think just gradually it gets worse as I get older which maybe my vision would have anyway, but I don't know. But um, I can tell generally like, okay, it's, there's a light on in the room sometimes, or I can tell the sun's out, that kind of thing, just sort of broad strokes, but it doesn't really help me out in any perceivable way. Well, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, I, I can only imagine, well, I can't imagine now because I am at a point in my life where I have just light perception. I think Maria, you can see a tiny, tiny bit at this point, right? Yes, I have low vision. Um, I have no central vision and my peripheral vision is very blurry and grainy. So I would be considered low vision. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in just that odd place where I, I'm not totally blind. I mean, I basically am, but I'm not low vision either because I have light perception. If I put my hand right in front of my face and wiggle my fingers, I can see the movement of it like a dark glove in, in front of me. So that's not really very useful. <laughs> I can't really do anything with that other than see that I have fingers. You know, that, that's about it. Um, if I'm really lucky, my daughter can put her, her face right in front of me. And if, if it's really good light, she'll smile and then like pucker her lips and then smile and pucker her lips. And I can see the movement of the corners of her mouth. But that's, it's like this dark line that I just see movement. You know what I mean? So, so basically at this point that, you know, I'm very similar in that respect where it, there's nothing functional. That said, that happened to me later on. It started with me, as I mentioned in the last episode, in my uh, early teen years and then got worse into my 20s. And by the time I was in my early 30s, basically I had no functional vision. And so that's why we wanted to come together today to talk about this because Maria, you, myself, and Derek talked about losing vision later in life, but Holly and Darcy, I'm sure, have had similar but different experiences. And so guys, I'm really interested in this because I'm sure we'll get to all the burning questions that sighted people always ask us like, 
can you see when you dream or is your sense of smell and hearing like Superman, you know, because you were blind since birth, you know, we can talk about those things. But I think that starting kind of at the beginning with, you know, what's, what was your childhood like? Was it different? Was school different? Were there things that you experienced or didn't experience because you were blind since birth that, that might've been kind of a different uh, upbringing for you? Holly, why don't you take it first? I don't know. I, I mean, obviously school was different because I learned Braille and read Braille and that kind of thing. Um, as far as, and I, I had a special class that I would go to, but I was in a mainstream school. Mostly things were pretty much I mean, a normal childhood. You know, I'd play outside. I was, I was actually a cheerleader. I was on the t-ball team. So I did mostly, you know, those things that you do when you're a kid. So I had a pretty normal childhood, really other than, you know, learning Braille and all that. But now, as we know, sometimes kids, because they just don't know any better, kids can say things because they don't understand or they're just not familiar with something. For either of you, you know, Darcy or Holly, was there ever any of that kind of interaction with other kids or anybody that just didn't understand and might have treated you differently? Uh, kids, there were a few kids who would be like, why don't you just open your eyes? <laughs> Because that would fix it. Um, yeah, but, uh, but that works. That, really, I mean, I wasn't bullied or anything, you know, anything like traumatic like that. But mostly people were, were understandable, under, understood, you know, what was happening. This was, you know, kids that I would see, like meet briefly and things like that. But they were kind of far and few and far between. Darcy, how about you? Um, I don't recall if, if I was... Uh, if if I was bullied, it wasn't anything major. It wasn't you totally um, blocked it out. If you were, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I I don't think that I was. I think I was I was very fortunate. Um, and I think most kids, especially at a really young age, I mean, I think sometimes kids are more accepting than we we give them credit for. Like, I mean, okay, he just he can't see. You know, that's just. I, I think sometimes adults tend to be more weirded out by stuff like that than kids do because kids just you know. I mean, everything to them is new, right? So, be mm-hmm. like, okay, this oh, is yeah. just something that um, this person is is uh, is different. They need to they need to see like if you have something and they're interested in it, they need to see it, you know, with their hands and um, that sort of thing. So, I think I think for the most part, I mean, I'm certainly there. Are, I know there have been lots of people I've I've heard of who had had you know a more unpleasant experience, but I, I so I do consider myself pretty fortunate, and and I think. You know, my parents did try um, their their best to to have me involved in different things that you know other kids were involved with. Like I I um I did I took skating lessons. I was in like um like scouting for a while and um, all that you know things like that. So yeah, I, I think I had a I had a I think I had a happy childhood and I had a you know more or less standard childhood to to most kids i mean obviously like holly said school they had to have adaptions for me i mean things had to be in braille and i had to have different equipment and stuff but i was in i was in a like i was also mainstream so i was in a a regular school and i you know had friends and all that i actually didn't know a lot of other blind people until i got older um really didn't know a lot of other blind people until i got online it just it just happened to and it wasn't like it wasn't that wasn't a, a conscious decision or anything. It just it just happened to work out that way. There just weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of people my age growing up um, in my area who were blind. There were a few, but they weren't people I saw a lot. They were they were 
all they were all several several years older than I was, and um, you know, we just so it, it and to really until I got online that I, I didn't I, I met a lot of other blind people. Yeah, that's really interesting that you you want to find peers that you can relate to and, and understand and, and share those experiences with. But when you're blind, you kind of or or really any disability for that matter, or any I don't want to use the word difference, but you know what I mean? Like any, any kind of thing that separates you really can separate you. And so it's really cool to hear that, you know what, you had parents that said, yeah, you're blind, but you're not going to be put in this hole or put in this situation where you're not going to be able to have skating lessons or be in scouts or, or whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, we're we're going to still show you what the world can be, even if you don't know of other blind people. And I think you made a really good point there. You know, Maria and I have talked about this before a bit where kids can be brutal, but like you guys both said, kids can also be very understanding and inquisitive. And sometimes it's the adults. I don't know how many times I've been out and about, and even not necessarily for myself, but even other people that have a disability or, or something quote different. Uh, and the child will say, you know, are, are you blind? Can you see? Or, you know, they'll ask really honest questions that I'm happy to answer. And all of a sudden the parent dives in and, oh, no, 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 don't bother the man. Don't ask him that question. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. but no, this is important. I always encourage that if I'm in a situation where I have time, I'm happy to answer that question because sure. the kid wants to know, you know, let right. them, let them have that answer. And, and you're right. The adults sometimes can, can be worse. Well, cause then the kids aren't freaked out by differences, you know? Yeah. Like, if they're, if they're constantly if seeing they're people told, sweeping in and like avoiding that person, then it's like, Oh, maybe this is someone I should avoid. Maybe I shouldn't. People, you are know. people we don't need to talk to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steer clear, like go around them, steer yeah. way clear of them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I found that after I, and I, I do, I say vision loss cause I lost my vision. Um, that, I found that my friends and family didn't know what to do with me. They, um, you know, the, the, the young children and stuff that would see me with my cane and that kind of thing, you know, they would, you know, like you, they would, you know, maybe ask or stare and look. And I was always happy to say, you know, oh, this is, you know, my cane and explain. But it came down to friends and family who had known me for, well, 50 years, sighted. And then all of a sudden, they have to deal with somebody who's legally blind and they honestly, no one knew what to do. And mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know any blind people until I went blind. And that's when I met, you know, a ton of blind people. And, um, that's when I found, you know, almost, um, you know, the need for that, that tribe that, you know, blind friendships and people who understood and, and could help me understand how was I going to not only um, help myself, but have help other people help me? Does that make sense? So sure. um, it was, so I have found that, you know, even sometimes because I don't quote unquote look blind, I get that a lot too, that people forget also. So, you know, there's times that it's, you know, gets a little sketchy when uh, you're walking with Maria and everyone just kind of takes off. I'm like, uh, hello. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot. So it's either they, you know, didn't know, don't know what to do with me because they haven't been, I wasn't blind all my life and I didn't know how to act or do or be or what or anything. And um, I've been the one to have to educate, you know, friends and family, uh, pretty quickly 
because of, of my vision loss. So that's, um, that's a little bit different is having to step into the blind world, if you will, um, very quickly and having to kind of get everyone else on board at the same time. And that's a good point. Did you guys, Holly and Darcy, ever have a moment where you felt like you had to educate people that didn't understand? And maybe probably as you got older in the school or becoming adults, of course, there's always going to be that situation where you're going to meet somebody new that doesn't understand. But since you were you know, blind, of course, since birth, was there any of that where you had to explain it away as you were a kid or growing up? Or because people were around you since birth and knew you were blind, was that not even an issue? Um, mostly it wasn't an issue, but you always had at the beginning of the school year, you know, the teachers would say, what do you, you know, what, what do I need to do to help you out? Um, you know, that kind of thing. You know, obviously you would make friends and then as you did that, you know, you just, they would help you out. And usually with friends, you didn't really have to do a lot of educating. It was more like they would just know what to do. At least that was my experience, it seemed like. And maybe because a lot of the people I was friends with especially younger grew up with me so maybe they just knew but Mm -hmm. um yeah I didn't I don't think I had to do a lot of educating in that way that I can think of anyway yeah I mean I think it's just the kind of thing where you're I think you're constantly educating when you're when you're out just and you talk to people and people ask questions and you know people wonder how you're doing the things you're doing and and whatnot Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just um, out and about with a friend that I haven't really um, been um, in contact with. And so we were out um, taking care of some, some errands and running around doing some business. And we were going up and down a lot of stairs and, you know, got the trusty cane out, the whole thing. But it's always helpful when, you know, someone says, okay, you know, last two flat, you know, you get to the platform, then you hit the next set of steps. But, you know, he didn't know that's what I needed. So it was just, again, it was, it's been over six years for me now. And it's just, you know, a different situation, different friends that I said, oh, okay, you know, it would be really helpful if when I get to that flat part that you say flat, so I don't look like a prancing horse trying to, you know, <laughs> see if I have another step or not. Um, and, you know, he, he took it to heart. And he, now he says, you know, last one, two, flat, you know, just, I kind of, pre- I prefer to get, a little bit of that detail when I'm doing steps, not so much on the up, but on the down, you know, cause that, that could get really sure. bad, really quick. <laughs> really, you know, that last one can be a doozy. Okay. Um, you know, it can be a doozy. And, oh, and one set of sets were, where it was brick. And so for me with low vision, I still try to use a little bit of that, be it blurry and grainy and very, um, uh, contrast works really well for me. And, um, so if there's no contrast, it's just kind of nothing. It's, there's no depth perception for me. So brick, which is just all one color. Um, I mean, there's no definition, there's no nothing. So for me, I, I think I can do it, but there's times I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you're going to have to kind of walk, talk me through this one. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, another difference right there is that I will having a little bit of vision and knowing brick steps, the whole thing, when you put it all together, um, my mind still wants to say, yeah, I got this boom, boom, boom. And, but my vision, yeah, you don't got this. And, um, so I still, you know, I do rely heavily on probably, you know, maybe more detailed cues than, um, 
than, than some. And maybe in time, I won't rely on as much detailed cues um, to, at some point. But I think sometimes my vision will think, like I said, my brain's like, you got, yeah, it's stairs. Let's go, you know, do it. But my, but I can't, I can't see as much as I think I can, I guess, put it that way. So right. it, it does kind of get me into trouble um, many times because I still have that, I'm going to do it myself and I'm independent and I'm going to do this and I can see it. Not so much. So, um, you know, so it's still educating people. I mean, even like to just last week, you know, okay, I, I like, you know, could you say this? And boom, you know, just you have to speak up and, you know, re almost remind people that, for me, again, not being, being cited most of my life, I still just not education, but I have to remind people that I am legally blind and there are things that they have to help me with or do, or I ask them to do for me. And I sometimes think people, and, and this is just human nature, but I think sometimes people are just are worried about doing the wrong thing and, and offending or whatever. And, you know, most of yeah. the time I'm not offended. It just, if it's, you know, it comes from an honest place. Like even one of the things that I do a lot and people, sometimes people don't know what to say um, if they bring something up. I use a lot of the, the, the terminology that sighted people use, even if it's not accurate. Like I will say I watched Star Trek on TV or, you know, I, I um, did like, you let me see, see that, that movie? Yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Because to me, now I, I and and I should point out that this is this is how it is for me. I know I've known blind people who are the opposite. So, you know, what works for me doesn't work for. But to me, did you I listen to that TV show? It sounds awkward because that's not what people say. Right. And I and I think watch cuz a lot of times, you know, seeing is is can be a, a a synonym for like understanding or or perceiving or whatever. So, I don't really see a problem with using those terms. And it, you know, it's, it's a, it's different, but, but it, it, to me, it stands out more if, if you use different terms, Yeah. but people always like, people will say that like, did Oh, did you watch that? And then they'll, they'll think that I've gotten all offended because, <laughs> um, you know, that's, yeah. but, but that's, I would rather people use the, the same terms because otherwise it, it, it sticks out more. Like it, it, it just yeah. sounds. Well, I think terminology is a big thing, especially when this is all you guys have known being blind from birth terminology could be awkward and i can understand where some people say hey you know what i don't watch it i don't see it mm -hmm. and and i get that but i'm with you from the standpoint of it just sounds more natural and for me and and for you i'm sure as, as well maria we had a time in our life where we were quote watching it and yeah. seeing it. And so that's what we're familiar with. And that was going to be one of my questions for you guys is terminology. And if that bothers you or offends you, so you've kind of answered that. So what about other types of terminology well, like vision loss, sight loss, blindness? Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have a different perspective I, on I, that? I wonder, and, and, and this would be an interesting thing to to know. I wonder if it if it is people who who have lost their sight later, um, aren't aren't happy because because blind is blind can carry a lot of baggage with it. I mean it's it's sure. it's a term people don't necessarily like, and I think we've we've tried to move away from that. And and the the current and and it's changed many times because like you know first it was blind, then it was visually impaired, but then I think at one point people didn't necessarily like visually impaired because it might mean like unattractive, so they thought maybe vision impaired. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and then the current terminology seems to be sight loss and vision loss. And 
And that's fine if, if we're talking about people um, like the two of you who, who mm -hmm. have lost your sight. But for me, it, it doesn't sound accurate because, um, you know, you don't lose something you never had. Um, exactly. So I, I'm perfectly comfortable with the term blind, but then I grew up with it, you know, and that it's, it's something that I, that it's, it's always been a characteristic to describe me, you know, one of, mm -hmm. one of the, I mean, everybody has a whole bunch of characteristics that describe them and, and blind was one of them. And so that might not be a characteristic someone who loses their sight wants to have. That might not be a, a word they want to use. It's yeah. weird because for me, um, I find that if I'm talking to, like, I'm in a, a community on Slack and sometimes I'll talk about, you know, something and it'll relate to blindness. And, and for a while, I was finding that I wanted to say I'm visually impaired or vision. Yeah, I would say visually impaired because that's what I grew up with. Um, and I don't know. I was like, well, if I say I'm blind, then people are going to like automatically jump to like feeling bad for me or, you know, and I don't want that necessarily, but I want to convey that I can't see. But lately I've started saying I'm, I'm blind and I, I just say it. it feels more blunt, I guess. And maybe mm -hmm. that's what people are trying to avoid. And for me, I don't have a problem with saying that I'm blind, but, and, and identifying as blind, but I just didn't know if for a while, if it would make people see me as, as different. And I didn't yeah. necessarily want that. And you know, it's funny because online and, you know, once we all started, you know, meeting people online, it's the kind of thing that people don't know right away. And, and, and it's always been sort of like, when do you tell them and all that? And when Holly and I um, did our first podcast together, which was um, the, the Darcy and Holly show, and it was, it was several, several episodes before we said that we were blind. And it was the reason, partially the reason we said we were blind is because Holly was going to guide dog school and we were going to talk about that. So that would be a hard thing to cover up after that, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, kind um, of, kind of something you are, can't really hide anymore. When yeah. you say you're getting a guide dog, people are going to claim that know. you can't see. Yeah. You know, They're going to question you. They're people gonna are going to put two and two together. It's just, people it's be just like, you know, there's an easier way to get a dog as a pet than going through yeah. this whole school thing. Yeah. 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 You know, you yeah. Or making yourself blind just so you can get a dog. I mean, that's really extreme, Holly, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it, it, and so, but it was just weird because I didn't, we didn't know, you know, we didn't necessarily, we didn't necessarily want our, ourselves kind of pigeonholed into, you know, just a podcast for blind people. And, 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 and even, I don't know the word blind, I, I'm, I think I'm more comfortable with it now than even than then, because our next podcast, which was going to be more, more blindness focused was um, called screen, the switchers. And it was a, a Mac when we first decided to switch from the PC to the Mac and neither of us were super excited about using the word blind in it because it seemed like everybody was doing that. And, and, and I don't really have a, as much of a problem with it now as I did then, but it was just, and plus I don't know, I've always liked things with alliteration. So that's where screen the switches. Cause I, I liked, yeah, it's one of the best like the names ever. When I first um, came across that podcast many, many, many moons ago, I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like, again, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me as much. And it, I guess it never really bothered me, but it just, it wasn't necessarily. Um, and we talked about this before the show, when podcasting first started going, um, there was a little bit of an attempt to start using the, the term blind casting. And I am so glad that that did not take off. Oh, yeah, I, I just like, too. Um, yeah, we kind of dodged a bullet there, but, um, 
And I, I think, I, I don't know, it just, to, to me, just never sounded like a term I wanted to use. I wrote, I actually wrote a blog um, called, Is Blind a Bad Word? Because nobody would use the word around me after I lost my vision. And it was like, oh, don't say it. Don't, it's the B word. Like, don't say it. And um, I got kind of, I just kind of grabbed it. Although, you know, I was still dealing with, you know, the whole fact that I had become legally blind in a short time and no time to prepare. And what was I going to do? I, I never really, um, I never really kept the word at arm's distance because I'm like, well, I am legally blind. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't know all the terms that were out there and the, you know, out there, um, not until I really got into the communities and things like that. And, you know, well, you know, obviously I'm okay with the word because I came out with my blog three months after I was deemed legally blind, girl gone blind. And I've had people say like, you're not blind. I'm like, "Mm." You know, last time I went to the, you know, a neuro-ophthalmologist, yeah, I pretty much am. And it's, but it, and on another point is that I think it's up to all of us to determine what we want to use to identify our, our site or lack thereof. And, you know, people like vision disability, which I think sounds kind of weird, but vision disability, vision loss. Don't vision, like that you know, one. I, I, Not I a fan. Like, <laughs> no, it's weird. Um, you know, sight loss, blindness, you know, all of those things. I really feel that it's, we shouldn't have to justify what we want to use um, as long as it's legit, obviously. But mm-hmm. the B word as people, you know, I know t- people to this day who will not use the word blind. And again, stemming from what my comments before was friends and family, they kind of stutter. Yeah. You know, she's, she, you know, she can't really, well, you know, she doesn't see well, probably or, or they either blurt it out. Like she's, you know, blind or they're like, (laughs) they whisper it like, you know, she's blind. She's not normal. Yeah. And like, it's a bad word. Like cancer is cancer. It's a bad word. And, you know, I, you know, I, peace be, you know, if it's people trying to be politically correct, they don't want to, you know, hurt my feelings. They don't want to like, or they're uncomfortable saying it. I think it's a lot as they're uncomfortable saying it because blindness is a huge fear of folks. And, you know, if they say it, it's like, I don't know, they think they're going to catch it or something, but um, they, I think I have found that there is this weird thing around the word blind. And I think trying to accept that word when you've lost your sight later in life is difficult. And it definitely, it's difficult for sure because no one ever, ever, ever expects to go blind. No, no one. And that's, that's what I was trying to to get, get at. was that like, I I think for us who were born blind, it's less of a, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say derogatory thing, but, but it has less with it because that's just who we always were. Like that's just so, mm-hmm. but, and I, again, I should point out that like, I, you know, I'm fine with the, with the term blind and I'm fine with, you know, the certain terminologies, other people who are blind since birth may not be, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. everybody has their own um, terms that make them, make them, um, you know, that they're, that they're comfortable yeah. with. I think that was what I was kind of picking up on when I was at first not really wanting to say blind in that community I was talking about. Cause I was like, it has baggage. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of wanted to avoid that. And then later on, I'm like, why am I like, why am I running away from this word? Like, like it's, it's not scary. It's fine. I, that's what I am. 
So I kind of realized that I was doing it. And I don't think at first I realized I was doing it, but I, I did yeah. eventually. And, and, and yeah, I think you're, I think people hesitate to say it partly like what you were saying about their, their, you know, they, it makes them think about what could happen to them. But I think people are, are often worried about offending, you know, using the wrong words, saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people I think are not going to be offended if you say the wrong thing, they might yeah. tell you what phrase they're comfortable with. And yeah. then if, you know, just use the phrase that they're comfortable with. And I think, you know. Yeah. I am never going to be offended if somebody says, "Oh, are are you blind?" or "Oh, no. tell me about your vision," or you know what. You know, if they ask me a question that's honest, I'm not ever going to have a problem with that. And so I think it's they're they're nervous. They're they're not sure what's the politically correct thing to say. And honestly, you know, after listening to all of you guys talk about it, I don't know if there is a politically correct thing to say because I, it's different for each individual person. I don't think there is, and I also don't think there's necessarily going to be a term that's going to fit all facets of blindness like i right. think personally because there like are so and, many facets yeah like i think blind and, and visually impaired i mean it to me that seemed like that make because then to me visually impaired always sort of denoted like low vision and stuff like that mm-hmm. although I mean, people will have different definitions but in sort of my right. my head that's how it always sort of worked um but i think i think that's it i think you know people are people are worried about what term to use people are are worried about offending i think people are worried about offending more than you know people actually are going to be offended and and, um and maybe that's just me like maybe that's just you know we have to deal with it all the time so we're not going to be i mean i've got more to worry about than being offended by (laughs) what you know well this day and age this day and age people you know it's the age of get offended by you know by things people say. So I think people have, you know, are have that little heightened awareness of, Ooh, I don't want to say anything, you know, that might come off wrong. So I think that's just, I think that's just this day and age. Yeah. Nice right, Maria. Yeah. You've just triggered half of the audience. They're all <laughs> going crazy now by being triggered by that. I kind of wanted to touch on something that is sure. a little bit different if that's okay. So, you know, I have been blind since birth and as a result, I don't really have a good concept of things like colors. And so things like fashion, things like, you know, what, what clothes look good, what all that stuff, you're kind of relying on somebody else. You're kind of like, okay, this person says this looks okay on me. So I'm going to go with it, even though you don't have a clue. And, and for me, it's always been a little bit of a balancing act between like, I, cause I like, I want to look okay. You know, I don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to look frumpy, whatever. You look fantastic. <laughs> Thank I've you. never seen you, but I'm sure you look fantastic. <laughs> to um, all of us, you look great. Exactly. <laughs> no, but let's get into that though, because I'm sure, you know, Maria can say, well, she had all those years of her life where she knew how to do her hair when she, not necessarily knowing how to do her hair, but when but, she yeah. did it, she knew what it looked like. Right. She knew what her makeup looked like. She knew what the clothing would look like in the colors and how it would, whatever, you know, I'm talking way out of my league here, but, but you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know, Maria would have had those experiences to know what her tastes are. And so I'm sure Maria, when you lost vision, you still to a degree can understand that. But for you guys, you know, Holly and Darcy, you've not known that. So, so let's, let's go there then. <laughs> Is it different or difficult to be able to say, okay, I don't know if this shirt matches these pants or if this outfit looks okay, or if my hair is whatever, or is my makeup this or that? I mean, I'm sure that's got to be different. It is. And, and as a result, I think I don't wear a lot of like different things. Like I wear a lot of blue jeans and like 
Yeah, because most things will Blue jeans that. and t-shirts. Yeah. Ponytail. <laughs> black and um, denim. Black and denim. You cannot go wrong with black right. and denim. <laughs> so, you know, and, and like, it, it was interesting because back, you know, when the iPhone 11 came out, like, I was like, what color do I want? And I was like, I don't know what color I want. Like, what color would I like to have? And because I wanted something that wasn't like black or white. You know, those are the, the safe colors that everybody says are fine. But I was like, I want something, but I don't know what color I would want. And so I was mm-hmm. like ta- asking a bunch of people and everybody gave me a different answer. And I got, I ended up with purple. There um, you go. <laughs> I knew and, it. <laughs> and so I just, I was like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a fun exercise sometimes. Cause I'm like, and you know, when my, when the watch first came out, I was like, what color? Cause they had all those colors. And I was like, what color? am I like, what color do I like? What colors? And you don't know. And, and there's no way to ever know. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, but I want to know what color I would like. <laughs> so, funny. so Holly, let, I'm sorry, Darcy. Holly, <laughs> tell me what you think. This is interesting. Tell me what purple is to you. Like what have, has people, have people said, try to describe it to you or what people do you have? Um, yeah. When I hear purple, I think grapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But like that, I mean, I think of grape, like the shape of grapes, I think of the flavor, but I don't like, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything to me at the end of the day. Cause it's like, but it's still just words and I can memorize, okay. Oranges is sort of like red and red is like, you know, bright and some, but sometimes red is dark, but, but it's, (laughs) so it gets sort of, it gets yeah. like sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I, it. I have, I have trouble with that too. Cause, and people always try to explain colors and they always, yeah. you know, red is hot, blue is cold, but that's mm-hmm. not, okay. That's all well and good. If you're talking about actually like actual hot and cold things, but not all, you know, not mm-hmm. all red things are hot. So it, 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 it's kind of, it's very, like, I don't think it's something we ever really could get. Like, you know, it'd be like someone who's never heard. To, they're not going to get music. <laughs> I want to know like what, you know what yeah. I would like, but it's 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 weird. It's it's and I don't always think about it, but sometimes I do. And I actually don't wear a lot of makeup because, well, I did wear it in high school and and stuff. But I just someone actually said you don't really need it. You look fine without it. And I'm like, good. I don't like putting yeah, it on. It's so stressful. <laughs> and it, it's funny because and and I, I definitely think it's easier if you're a guy because you don't have to worry as much about fashion. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as you're not, you know, just as long as you're, you know, you can. Guys have a lot of easier fashion stuff, but mm-hmm. yes. but but also, um, I we were talking. Holly and I were talking about this the night before, talking about things we might want to talk about, and and she mentioned the phone thing, and I'm like, huh? When I bought my iPhone 11, what color did I get again? I can't remember. <laughs> I think I honestly just looked for okay, which one has the fastest shipping time? <laughs> <laughs> Click. Um, <laughs> like, so I because it's it's hard. Like, and I I have a hard time remembering things. Like I I. To me, I have a harder time remembering what color things are. So, like, I do too. Sam, so Sam, at the at the airport with someone, and and they're helping me with the, you know, getting my my suitcase off the conveyor belt thing. They're like, okay, what color is your suitcase? I'm like, okay, I know this. I, I really should have written it down because <laughs> I had it in my brain. It, it's just it's one of those things that it it just it won't stick. It if doesn't stick for me because I don't take time to actually memorize it before I go. I will forget. Like yeah. it just doesn't stick oh. either for me. That's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it'd be like it'd be like asking, you know, for you know, like okay, what color should I don't remember? But it'd be, it'd be like almost asking, like, 
Okay, what's the thread count on this thing? It's another characteristic, but one that you yeah. never need to know, right? Like exactly. Um, what material is your? Yeah. <laughs> what percentage rayon is this? Yeah, exactly. You're like, no, exactly. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it's not something yeah. that I and 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 I, I I know that it is very important, and I and I try, you know, obviously, I you know want to wear things that that match, and I want to, but but fashion is very difficult, at least. Mm. Um, and like, again, it, it's easier, you got, like, it's definitely harder for, for a woman, but like, even just things like, you know, going, going to get your haircut and it's like, okay, well, how do you, what do you want? I'm like, oh man. Okay. What <laughs> looks good? Like I, shorter than it is now. Yeah, I basically. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah. easier if you're a guy, you're just like really short, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> which just is chop all it off. I do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I could just, totally get that. Cause like, if somebody says, you know, you're talking about, you know, well, what color is this or that, you know, your suitcase, but what color is that? Um, spoon. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, sink. Um, I don't know. Just it's a word to you guys. Yeah. The colors are just words. I, I yeah. love that analogy though. Holly gave of, well, purple is grapes, but not the color of grapes to you because somebody said to you, well, some grapes are purple ish or purple. It's to you then it's the texture, it's the feel, it's maybe the taste, you know, well, the flavor. You, a lot of times the grape the flavor, flavor, you know, and yeah. I, I think I, grapes are green and red. Aren't they? So it's somebody said, purple. yeah, if somebody said, well, it, it, red is like an apple to you, I guess red would be also oh, red tastes like an apple. You know, yeah, I, sort of, I, I but then totally it doesn't really, it doesn't really, because colors don't taste like things. Well, at least yeah. not for most people. Some people, they do. Oranges like, taste like, like orange. No, wait. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's well, funny when I was funny because when I was little, people would ask me what my favorite color was and I would say orange because I liked oranges and I could relate orange to orange. But I'm like, yeah. I, would, I don't like orange really. But it's, it's color. when I was I little and I, I actually had forgotten about this until just recently I was thinking about it. But when I was little, I think I used to ask people, I would ask different people what the color of things were just to see if I'd get the same answer. You know, like just, just because of like, you, that does sound like something like, you would do. <laughs> like it's all a conspiracy, these colors. <laughs> Yeah, so, so no, it's true it, that, you know what, <laughs> different people, I have found that, um, well, after losing my sight, I couldn't see, I can't really see myself in the mirror. And I, people ask me flat out, how do you, how do you put on, how do you put on clothes? I'm like, well, I put on clothes like you put on clothes, but what they're meaning is like, how do you pick your clothes and how do you make sure they're matching and all that kind of thing? Cause again, to my sighted friends' minds who maybe haven't seen in a long time, they're just in like complete, they don't know any, they just don't know. Mm -hmm. So again, it's an educational thing, but um, I have my wardrobe got real simple, real fast. Um, you know, like yep. I said, um, black and den I wear a lot of denim or black, white, you know, basics. If something gets fancy, I get, I have anxiety. Cause I'm like, uh, no, can't see it. I don't know what it look like, um, you know, I could look like the Michelin man right now. I could, you know, I don't know what I look like. So it, it gives me anxiety. And because I think probably cause I could see it one time and now I can't. So that stresses me out. So it did take me a while and, and thinking back, um, and I, re I, I did, I dwelled on this for a long time is, you know, the vanity, um, meaning what I saw in the mirror, checking myself in the mirror as I walked by, like, oh yeah, looking good or whatever. <laughs> now I can't do that. So yeah. I had to let that go. And that was yeah. really hard. I had well, to let and, go. and that's the thing. You you kind of can't. And 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 sometimes I'm fine with it. And there's some days when I'm like, I really wish and 
the thing that is, I knew if I looked weird or not. And, and I know there's people in my life who I, I feel like would say, yeah, you don't. And, and sometimes if yeah. it's comfortable, like it goes back to, if I'm not comfortable in this, then I'm not going to wear it because right. it probably, if I'm not comfortable, it probably doesn't look good either. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Because the thing is, it's not like we don't want to, any of us want to look bad or look, you know, messy or whatever. It's just, Sometimes as far as like what looks good on you and what doesn't is, is difficult. And yeah, yeah. I was going, I, I go, I do a conference every year and I always, you know, do this little shopping spree before the conference. And it really took me picking the right people to go shopping with me because not everyone's going to be honest. They're going to go, yeah, it looks pretty good. And you're like, (laughs) no, no, no. You really need to tell me, take it off now. Or you need to like jump for joy because I can tell just by, you know, how you get this, I can tell by your tone a voice how excited you are or how you're hesitating mm-hmm. how it looks so but then you're you know, also going by their taste and like would they have the same taste as me right. or are you, they, yes so, you have to find the friend that you yeah. trust their taste as well mm-hmm. and then but there's the other thing i i knew this friend you know i've known her for years cited i could see her taste see right now, so you knew they were similar to you. i knew yeah. that like oh i like her taste and she'll be cool about it and mm-hmm. there's definitely people i would be like yeah no never shopping with them yeah but mm-hmm. but at the same time i am I like i may be comfortable in something and now i'm kind of like well maybe maybe it doesn't match exactly like my tennis shoes aren't matching the top you know i'm a fitness instructor so i'm always I'm all about my shoes and my everything matching i'm like maybe it doesn't match as well but I had to let that stress and anxiety go. It yeah. was because it, I mean, it was it totally eating really, me alive. Yeah, and probably it doesn't matter as much because people probably don't look at you as much as you think they do. Exactly. But it's still one of those things. It's it's an interesting thing to think about sometimes. When I'm like, I don't, especially if I'm buying something new. Um, yeah. A lot of times I'll go buy, like this is like if it's a, a you know top or something. I'm like, this is really comfortable. I like this. And sometimes it's like, well, that doesn't look good or you know, that looks okay. And then my mom, my mom is the one who usually helps me pick up, which I don't know. Sometimes her taste is a little bit questionable from other people say, but <laughs> I, I still go with it. It's um, a mom. It's a mom. Yeah. So, you know, she yeah. says I look really look good in orange. So I'm like, okay, I'll take her word for it. And, you know, just right. go with it. Like you kind of just have to, at the end yeah. of the day, you just have to be like, okay, I guess this is, well, I, I, mean, it's not I have a teenage really daughter, get. a teenage daughter that is more than happy to tell me <laughs> if I am not looking good or like, mom, seriously, you didn't go outside in that today, did you? I'm like, well, yeah, what, what, you know, but you know, I, again, um, it's for me, it was, yes, I could put outfits together and I knew what my hair looked like and I did my makeup and I really don't do much makeup at this point. Um, but you know, that was something I totally had to let go. And, um, and then that brings us to like, okay, now, you know, even with, I can see some colors, but not, not that much. Um, it, it has to be super bright neon-y for me to even guess what color it is. So the, the fact that that kind of brings us all back to, okay, now we're all, we all deal with that experience, you know, mm-hmm. whether we were born blind or lost vision later in life. Just because you can visualize it, you might not visualize it the way it looks or. No, you know. I think I look really good sometimes. And, you know, I'll clearly, I, it doesn't mm-hmm. <laughs> from what, from what my teenage daughter says, or, or here's the other thing too. And I'll just be super honest about this. I have put on a bunch of weight since I lost my vision and, you know, I don't, I, I still think I look like I did like five years ago and I'm thinking like, Oh, I'm except my pants are tight, but I still think like, 
I look when my clothes are on, like I did when I could see myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing when you're, <laughs> when you put on a few pounds. No, it's all about perspective and, and your perspective of yourself, perspective of others. And, and you guys all have touched on this. And I think it comes down to trust, trusting someone in your life, because as we all know, I, I and I've learned this you know, the hard way, which is why my wardrobe is uh, t-shirts and jeans, khakis and polo shirts, um, and all very basic colors because mm-hmm. color identifiers can't always be trusted. No. Uh, it's, it's nice that there are color identifiers. Some are okay, but mostly you can't trust them. I trust my wife more than I can trust that. So yeah, um, I, I will have her help me. And, and basically, like I said, I keep it very simple. You know, again, yeah. just yeah. jeans and, and t-shirts Darcy's, and khakis. Darcy said, we all want to look good. We all want to look presentable. You know, right. we all don't want to look like, we don't want people to say like, shh, they're blind and they don't know, you know, no, no, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, they can't, they can't be held responsible for their, their <laughs> I think at this point, right. I'm just going to think... get Joseph's amazing Technicolor Dreamco and I'm going to wear that over everything <laughs> all the time. <laughs> there you go. And just be multicolored <laughs> every day oh, that'll match whatever I'm wearing underneath the coat. It'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, I want to kind of get into something else then you guys have all mentioned about what, you know, obviously what Marie and I have been able to see and what you guys haven't, your perception or lack thereof of colors and shapes and people and things like that. I'm sure growing up, you had a lot of experiences, maybe feeling, you know, models or statues of animals or cars or whatever, you know, trying to understand what something looks like, quote unquote, based on what it might feel like in a model. And so this goes back to something I teased at the beginning, but it is a question that I hear all the time. And it's funny people ask me because I was able to see once. And so when it comes to this, I know I'm different than you guys and I know what the answer is going to be, but I think it'll be interesting for the listeners. You guys know where I'm going with this. I've had vision. So when I dream, it's funny, my dreams actually, people that I've had in my life, whether it was high school, college, or my younger days, whatever, they almost play actors in the play that is my dream. And so people that I know what they look like, they're like the actors in the dream and and I interact with them and I have experiences and I see things as I know what they were when I could see the, the memories that I had for you guys. Of course, you've not seen that you felt things you've had experiences, you know, you understand to a certain degree what things are, but you guys know people ask all the time. So oh, yeah. let's, hey, let's, let's tackle that elephant in the room. <laughs> not literally don't tackle the elephant. That's not nice. But, but talk to me guys. What about dreaming when you've never been able to see? You can't see any dreams. No. <laughs> Although one time I had a dream that I could see, and what it meant was the light just kept getting brighter and brighter. <laughs> <laughs> that was go to the light, go to the light. Don't yeah. go, don't go. <laughs> um, I've heard that that folks uh, blind since birth hear their dreams mostly. You hear dogs bark, or you might hear yeah. a car. Do you yeah, hear? I mean, certainly yeah. I would. I would hear, but- and and uh, like all the other senses would probably yeah. be there. And I think I know more about what's happening like i mean there's nothing really happening in the dream that i don't know what it is you know like i mean unless it's just a weird dream i mean as far as like um so i i don't think yeah we've like i've never had any any set at all so i wouldn't even have the the going to the light thing that holly had um so i I it's all about perception again yeah yeah yeah. it's weird though because um i have in my dreams i rarely have my cane um so like i never be, have my cane <laughs> no i'll I be don't outside either. i'll be walking outside and i'll be like 
feeling the ground. There was one time I was like walking somewhere and I was like sitting on the ground, like feeling my way to where oh. I was going because of my kids. Oh, wow. I mean, I've, I've driven in my dreams before and it's, and, and, and even at <laughs> yeah, the time, I'm like, too like, what am I, this is ridiculous. What am I like? I'm going to get like, but I'm still going. I was like, okay, well, I know approximately how long this road is. So I probably need to turn. And, and, you know, it's just like insane. But I, I have had that happen. Where that's where, funny because you've never driven. No, and yet you dream that you've driven. How interesting. Yeah, which mm. dream? Just, it's just like, and it's and it, even at the time, like this is ridiculous. But like I, I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm already doing it, so now I have to get where I'm going. But I'm like, this is this is complete. Like, this is not good. This is a ridiculous thing that I'm doing, but I'm I'm doing it. So. Well, yeah. I, I can top the oddness of that, I think, because sometimes in my dreams, I most of the time see in my dreams because I'm, I'm just reverting to what I could see and, and putting that in my dreams, I guess. But it's funny because I'll have conversations with people in my dreams and I'll see them or see what I think they should be you know, looking like, or I'll see our surroundings and, and not walking with my cane, like I said. But then it'll come up that I'm blind and they'll be like, oh, well, he can't see. Or I'll say, well, yeah, that's great, but I can't see that. So I acknowledge my blindness in my dream, yeah. but I can still see in my dream. I'm walking around without a cane, seeing yeah. everything, looking at everything, but then acknowledging and talking about the fact that I can't see. It's like, and I'll wake up and go, what? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't use my cane either. And I, I have no problem getting where I need to go. It's, it's, it's like in the, yeah. the dream, I guess. Cause weird. when I had a dog, sometimes I would have the harness and stuff, but for some reason I never have my cane. I don't understand what that's yeah. like. Oh, what's with the cane there? I don't, I don't know. know. But I, I, I see in fully full color, full color in my dreams. I see totally in my dreams. And again, I've, I've only, um, been legally blind six years and but folks who have had my condition which it's funny I have labors hereditary optic neuropathy so I'm the other labors as they say and the longer they've been affected with this the less their dreams are clear and they can see in their dreams they they start seeing how we see um when our vision stabilizes which is this blurry staticky no central vision. They start seeing like that in their dreams. So people I know who have had this condition for like 20 years, they now dream like they see currently. I s still can see like, you know, um, like I could, you know, when I was fully sighted, but I know in my dreams, I'm blind. I know I'm blind, but I'm driving, I'm walking around. I've, I'm, I'm talking, I'm making my way, you know, around stores, things of that sort. But in my mind, I'm like, this is so weird because I'm blind and I'm, I know I'm blind, but I'm not acting that way. Just like you guys were saying, I'm not acting that way in my dreams. It's mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually walking up to people, finding the people I need to find, which would never happen now. Um, I'm doing all that. And I'm thinking, but this, but there's that little something in the back of my mind in that subconscious, wherever that I know I'm blind mm -hmm. in the dream. So it's, yeah, it's really weird. It's interesting that you say that Maria, because it seems like the longer, time passes from when I could see to now and going forward, my dreams do get hazier. It's funny you say yeah. that because a lot of the people that I interact with in my life now, if they happen to be a participant in my dream or an actor in my dream, they are just kind of a, a figure. They're just kind of there like a shadow person because I don't know what they look like. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. And so because I don't have uh, an understanding of who they are, what they look like, in my dreams, I might hear their voice and feel their presence as I would if I was awake, 
but they're not as solid of an individual as somebody that say I went to school with or a friend that I worked with mm, years ago that, that I could sense. see. And mm-hmm. so it, it, there is a separation there. The longer I, I've had vision loss, the, the more that does happen. And, and to that point then, because uh, we, we've covered so many things and, and, and I don't want to keep you guys forever, but talking about that word loss in our, in our last episode, talking about coping with sight loss, we talked a lot about you know, we were able to drive and then we weren't, or we were able to do this and then we weren't, or we could see these things and then we couldn't. And so there is a lot of loss when you've lost vision later in life. And I've heard some people say, and I don't agree with this, and I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this, uh, Holly and Darcy, is people say, well, you know, if you were blind since birth, you never knew it, you didn't have it, therefore you can't lose it. And I know, Darcy, you kind of said that about something earlier but I, I have a feeling that you still have, I don't know if loss is the right word, but something along the lines of what we would consider loss, even though you were blind since birth. Is that a fair statement? Um, I don't know, because I don't know that loss is a good word. Sometimes, certainly there are sometimes the things are frustrating when you can't do the thing that you want to do as easily as, as everyone else does. Like I get really frustrated sometimes because I'm normally... As far as technology, I'm, I'm, you know, relatively confident with stuff. But if all of a sudden something happens where I can't fix it, like, um, like you know, say all of a sudden you're doing something and you hit something and the, the television, it just gets silent. And it's like, okay, it's obviously in some sort of state. And if I could see what was on the screen, I could fix it in like two seconds. That gets really frustrating. You know, obviously just, just all the regular things that, you know, things that you sometimes have to get assistance for that you could, you could do. It, it's more of a frustration. I don't know that it's it's like a loss or anything. It's just, you know, it's obviously the way I have to, to do things. Um, it does get frustrating, um, you know, and, and, and different people are going to have that to different degrees. I don't have like, you know, different people have different skills and different abilities. Um, some of my um, skills are maybe not up to what they probably should be. So I, I don't, I deal with things I can't do on my own. Or things that you know I might have to get help with, and so that there's a there's a frustration there sometimes. I mean, I don't I don't know honestly though because it's 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 always been something that that you know that I had. So I don't know that I feel a loss. I feel you know it, there I are times you're, just, um, you're missing out on things. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. missing out. That's on probably things. a better term. That's why I'm you missing I'm not out. Sure that- yeah, missing out on a sunset. Missing out mm-hmm. on getting your driver's license, right. missing out driving, on those, missing out on the experiences. In, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Get in the car and drive somewhere. Yeah. Or, you know, or like we talked about earlier, colors and that sort of thing, missing out on being able to tell, okay, this color, it looks good with me. Or things that, really. things that I would want to, like, like, like looking on, like looking at, uh, you know, online, the world of online, you know, when things all of a sudden, like, you know, Twitter's great. You know, Facebook, I don't really like Facebook, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, pretty useful, but now things like Instagram are popping up and I know you can put comments on them, but that, that's a world that we're never like things like the internet memes and stuff like that. Those are things we're never going to get. Like those are things that are yes. never going to. If so, the bane of my existence. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's just frustrating Gifts. because oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things like that. And it's, it's, it, 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 it is you know, I hate it sometimes when, when we're, we're missing out on things like things that we, we talked a lot about this before the show, but things that like, um, when things aren't described, like, you know, different types of entertainment are not described. Um, audio described. Yeah. Audio described. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. 
obviously growing up, you know, I grew up in the eighties during the whole MTV area. Music, music videos were completely a loss. Like, Mm-hmm. And even if someone, well, and even if someone tries to describe a music video, it usually doesn't make any <laughs> okay. sense because it's like, yeah, typically <laughs> a lot of times it's just like disconnected images and, and, you know, things. It, it, but I'm sure for you, that's going to be really difficult because even like a general description of a TV show, like audio description for a show or a movie, at least if they're describing the action and what's going on, I'm sure you can get the context to relate yeah. to that, but say something like a music video or something like that, where they're saying, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And some of those, uh, I mean, I was a product of the 80s as well. So a lot of those music videos that I could see, even seeing them, I wasn't quite sure what the heck I was watching sometimes. Um, So I'm sure to have it described to you as a person who was blind since birth, who doesn't have the context. You don't understand, okay, you know, fully, properly, visually, I should say, you know, what it is that they're trying to describe. Without that context, that's got to be very difficult. So yeah, I, I think that it makes sense to say it's not really lost because as you mentioned earlier in the show it's it's not lost if you never had it to begin with and and i do get that sentiment but it's the other side of but there were things that maybe you didn't realize you were missing out on until you actually were missing out on it if that makes sense so like it wasn't lost until you realized it wasn't even yeah. attainable yeah. and and you mentioned earlier like um um you know seeing seeing models of things so you knew what like you know, what they look like. I growing up was always like a big Star Trek fan. I've always, you know, been, been really into science fiction and I loved it when I would actually get to see like, you know, once I saw like the, a model of the enterprise, it was cool because like, okay, now I kind of know mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yep. I know what, it, I know the shape of it now. Cause I really had no idea. I've and, seen models of- and like, like when I first started watching Doctor Who, like I had no idea what a Dalek looked like, and finally I saw some uh, a thing of one. It's like okay, that would be now very I have an idea. Difficult to describe. Yeah, <laughs> now now I have an idea what that looks like, and uh, or at least what you know, and it's it's things like that, like things that I I that are hard to that are, that I just yeah yeah, and and so yeah, there are there are times that it, it's frustrating when you when you just don't have the 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 concepts and. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like, yeah. it's, it's not like a, a huge, like, it's not like something I get like depressed about or anything. It's just like, you know, I would like to know what that is. And yeah, same, like, it doesn't, it's not like I, you know, lose sleep over it or it's just sometimes like, it'd be nice to be able to do that or know about that or understand what that means or have yeah. a concept of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's how you guys um, have lived your life, you know, right. since right. you were born, yeah. since you were born. And if something like that came into play for me now, I was in DC and we were doing a tour where we we're going to do a tour of the White House. And anyway, didn't end up doing it, but went to the White House Museum. Well, they had a, you know, a model of the White House, you know, down, you know, scaled way down but it was for people to touch and feel. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like, this is it. This is, this is awesome. And never would have paid attention to it seven years ago. Just Mm -hmm. been like, Oh, isn't that nice? Hmm." But now I was like, I was like eating it up and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And this, and those are those pillars. I'd always seen pictures of it. Never been. It was always the postcard. So, but what now I was, I was missing out on was actually getting going and getting that visual of what that White House really looked like. So as we've said, you know, kind of in the beginning was we may have, you know, not had vision, if you will, or any vision, but up to this point, now we all 
have that, you know, are in that experience of what does it look like and how can we find out how it looks, what it looks like. Yeah. And, and the, um, be it, you know, did I lose out on seeing what, you know, the white house? Well, yeah, but there's different ways. And I felt the model, you know, and my yeah. sister was there and she kind of described it. So one thing that I'm really interested on, because I've, I've talked to folks when I was in support groups and stuff, when I first lost my vision and, you know, going through all of that and trying to, you know, figure out how this was all going to, you know, work out for the rest of my life. Cause I was just devastated and it was having my driving taken away and my mm-hmm. ability to drive. And I was sitting next to a gal who was blind since birth and I was freshly into it. So I didn't know a whole lot of, about, you know, you know, the, everything in the communities. And now that I, what I know now, and she, she started getting in an argument with me and she kept saying, you had, you had time that you could drive. So you have nothing to complain about. And I'm like, but you don't know what it's like to have been able to drive and have it taken away suddenly. And she and probably we, said, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we kept going back and forth and back and forth. We went back and forth. She was, you know, she was kind of an odd bird, but we kept going back and forth. And I just, she wouldn't understand my point of view. And I just couldn't understand her point of view. Again, I was super new into it and, you know, right. still very fragile. She's, you know, was just looking well, at me. Well, she should trouble. have taken that into account too and been a little yeah, bit like more. Yeah, like we all, the thing her. is, we all have our own experiences and no experiences is is better or worse than somebody else's. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like the, there is, there is definitely something to be said for, you know, when people, you know, you, you did have that experience, you do know things, but then you've also, you had a, had more of a loss. You had more of a, so it's, but, but, but both are valid. I mean, both are, are reasons why, um, you know, you, you are that you have to go through things and you have to. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. One person's loss is someone else's lost out on, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that you're both now missing. And I think that's a really important point. You, you know, we all talked about this you know, before we started uh, recording and, and uh, I think it's an important message to get out there is that whether you were born blind or lost your vision later on, whenever that might've been, the initial experience of it might have differences you know there might be things that you know as we've noted here in this conversation that you guys went through growing up that we didn't have to worry about but then again to you guys part of it was second nature and 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 you had a grasp on that and and that was awesome that was a great upbringing and great heritage and all that but at the same time you missed out on things that we might have gotten to experience that we then lost so Mm -hmm. we both now at this point in our lives, none of us have it. And I think that's the part that gets lost sometimes in the conversation is, yeah, you know, Maria and I might've been able to drive. I only drove for a few years and then I couldn't anymore. Um, I didn't pass the eye test when I went to renew my license at the age of 21. They said, "Um, you've been driving? Uh, No, you should not be driving. But at the same time, you guys didn't get to have that using that, you know, example again. So, it puts yeah. us all in the same boat, whether you were blind from birth or you're blind later on, either way, whatever term you use, whatever the, the comparison is or, or the, the word is, all of us are in the same boat and, and basically having to deal with the same things like, is there audio description on the TV and sh- movies that we want? Is mm-hmm. there accessibility at you know, a, a place that we want to go to do, does a restaurant have braille menus or large print or mm-hmm. is it online? You know, can we get 
3D printers to cost less money so that we can print tactile things like you were talking about models and things. You know, I think 3D printing is going to be huge for blind people the more popular it gets. Yeah. You know, advocating for all those things for us, no matter what the loss was, no matter what we missed out on, now let's advocate together and be in this big group, whatever we call it. Yeah, we're more, and we can, we can learn from each other. And I think it might be easy to get upset when you are someone who's been, you know, blind since birth and, and then you see someone else, you know, getting upset that they're now having to deal with something you've dealt with your whole life. But I mean, I think the fact is, okay, yeah, we are both, we're both groups of us are dealing with it now and we just have to, we can learn from each other. I think, I think exactly. that's the, the biggest thing is that you can always learn from other people. You can always learn from, from people who have, who have um, low vision or who, you know, who have recently lost all their sight. And, and if you are someone who has had low vision, um, you know, and you're reading large print and stuff, you are going to have different needs as far as, you know, what's going to work for you versus what isn't. But I think we all have stuff we can learn from each other and we all can, you know, help each other and, and all that. I totally agree. Some of the best things that I learned after I started going to uh, one of the organizations here in San Diego called the Braille Institute was the best times was sitting before classes started and having coffee, sitting around the table and speaking with other folks who are blind, many of them blind since birth, and learning just just life from them. Mm -hmm. And almost to the point of me sitting there thinking, I can do this. I can do this. They've been doing it their whole life. They're, they were, a, you know, these, folk, these friends that I still have were a wealth of information for me, for someone like me who had just, you know, lost, the, the, lost vision. And, you know, I give them all the credit for getting me into, you know, into paratransit, into writing ride shares, you know, all, you know, um, talking prescription bottles, you know, the the things that, you know, no one else is going to tell you, but I was getting it from the source, whether they'd been blind for 20 years or blind since birth. I'm telling you, they taught me these friends and these groups taught me more at, at coffee talk, lunchtime, and after class, because I did, I needed help. I needed to know how I was going to navigate, you know, um, this world. And, um, and the, like I said, the best, inf- a lot of the best information I got was from folks who are blind since birth that, you know, you, you Darcy and, and Holly, you taught somebody, um, and you, you probably teach people all the time who just kind of get into this world. And there's, this happens every day, as we know, this happens every day. Um, how, you know, it can be done, be it a success of technology, you know, putting clothes together, as we've talked about picking out iPhones, you know, things that sort, you know, what's really important in life and what's really not that important. So what you're saying is don't lose sight of that perspective. Exactly. I I totally agree. Um, So anyway, I I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Honestly, this has been a really good conversation. I'm so glad that uh, Holly and Darcy, you guys have both been able to join us and have this conversation because like Marie and I said, our, our last discussion about coping with sight loss did trigger a lot of questions about what are the differences, if any, for people that were blind since birth. And, and I like that we did find that there are some things different, but ultimately when, it, when it's all said and done, as we said a moment ago, in the end, we are all very similar. We're in a very similar space and fighting and advocating for the same thing. And so uh, I'm glad that we've been able to have this conversation and, and 
really highlight that point. So I want to thank each of you so much for coming on. Uh, Holly Anderson, Darcy Bernard, thank you guys for coming. Uh, please tell the listeners what they need to know about what you guys are involved in with Maccessibility Roundtable podcast. It's a podcast we do every two weeks, and it's just sort of a, a group discussion on what's happening in the world of Apple and sort of Apple-related technology. Sometimes it veers off. We've been talking a lot about um, audio description and stuff lately, but that's, that's kind of what it is. We've been doing it since um, – we've actually been doing it for quite a while. We've been doing it since, like, early 2009, and so we've, we've been uh, doing it for quite – like, bef- before the iPhone was accessible, actually, when it was just the Mac that was accessible. So, yeah, we do that, and you can, you know, you can find us at maccessibility.net or wherever you get your your podcasts. And we stream live too on Thursdays when we record at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you want to listen, I think the link is on the website. There might even be a player on the website. I think there is a player. And if you actually want to follow Maccessibility on Twitter, that's the best way if you want to listen live because um, we tweet when we're going to go live. And so you can listen live. And then you can ask us questions while we're doing the show and, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I have done that before. I have seen you guys put it out on Twitter to say that the live stream is up and uh, you just hop in there and take a listen and laugh along with the people at the round table. And uh, it's always a really good time. So I encourage people to definitely check out the website, subscribe to my accessibility round table and uh, listen to what Holly and Darcy are doing there. I've been listening to that show probably since near the very beginning. So I know it was at least maybe 2009 or 10 when I started listening and uh, I've been along for the ride ever since. And like I said, even the old screenless switcher days, I I remember finding you guys back then. So uh, keep up the good work. And and again, thank you guys so much for coming on and my trusty, lovely, wonderful co-host Maria Johnson from girlgoneblind.com. Thank you so much for being here. Tell the people what you're up to. What can they expect from girl gone blind? He's still at it, isn't he? Um, Always. I wanted to say, and I appreciate that. I wanted to first say thank you to Darcy and Holly. And it was so great to meet you both. And um, I I think this was a great conversation around the table. I really, really do. Girl Gone Blind um, is my blog. And you can find it at girlgoneblind.com. You can find me on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind and on Facebook at girl gone blind. And that's pretty much where I write about my experiences um, in my unexpected life. So check it out. Awesome. And if you're listening to this, you already know how to find me. So there you go. So I don't need to really say much more. Um, So anyway, thanks to all of you, Holly, Darcy, Maria. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much to all of you out there for listening. And please join us again next time as Maria and I come together to give you our blind point of view. Take care, everybody.